Greetings, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to episode 38 of the SNM Experience with the SNM Experience. Do you guys like my tongue roll in there? Yeah, yeah. it was very uh, roll up the rim to win for anyone familiar. Ooh. My name is Matthew. With me, as always, we have... I'm Louise Chonky Gravy. And... Stephen T. Holmes. Do you guys hate that Roll Up the Rim is now just an app? I hate it so much. Hate it. I want a cup that I can roll up the rim up on it. Do you think they stopped doing the physical Roll Up the Rim to win? Because people working there would always have to receive these nasty <laughs> rims that have been like chewed on. Chewed and, on, like, yeah. They, they're all gross. They've been on someone's mouth. I brought in some very gnarly donut wins that were just covered in my saliva <laughs> and hot chocolate. Very gross. Now, we aren't just a podcast that talks about bygone days of Tim Hortons in Canada. We also like to give advice. So this listener wrote in, Dear SNM boys and Louise. I added the Louise part. Yeah, do they not know I exist? I think they just think you're Louis. Oh, that makes sense. You have such a deep voice. Yeah, totally. Very manly. Dear SNM boys, I recently walked in on my 14-year-old son. Oh, how should I put this? Well, he was mashing his banana. Color me surprised. I opened the door and found my boy on his bed, pants on the floor, taking his banana to pound town. I just about screamed. Am I a bad mother? Did I fail in raising him? I mean, we've always been a normal family who eats our bananas in the normal way. And to watch my precious boy fiercely mashing his afternoon banana into a fine mush with his bare hands and lick them clean just about sent me into a tizzy. Why wasn't he using a fork and knife like we always do? Am I a failure? Should I send my son to military school? Is prison an option? Do I just burn it down while everyone is sleeping and start a new family like last time? Help! That is from Helen Huchikuchi from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Well, I'll start. I think prison is yeah. an option. I, I was where I was going, too. I think, you know... I'm not a fan of military school because I spent uh, six years there. Yes. But prison, yeah, I think prison, I mean, that is a psychotic way to eat a banana. Stephen, may I ask you, how do you eat a banana? I take the one end uh, where there's a little pointy bit. I grab that and I, I pull it and it, it pulls down in a way where you can pull down the other ones in such a way that it also pulls down, revealing the, the, the sweet inside. Interesting. Louise? Uh, I don't. Matt? I like to cry, chop mine. I have somebody hold the two ends, and I just, right down the middle. They get very mushy. You haven't thought about trying a different way to open it? No. I decided I'm going to be a karate master. This is how I do it. But back to the question. Lock him up? Prison? I'll be honest. She does sound like a failure as a mother. She should probably just burn it all down. Yeah. Start over. If at first you don't succeed, burn it all down. That's the expression, right? Hey, if you're going to send him to prison, uh, frame him for the burn job. Two birds, one stone. Two burns, one stone. <laughs> Sell. <laughs> Stephen, you're just on fire tonight. Oh, I hope just like this family will be. Yeah. That actually ties in really nicely with today's theme of the podcast, which is that show business, baby. It's time for a sketch. It's time for a sketch. Oh, yeah. Today's sketch is written by a beautiful man named Stephen T. Holmes. <laughs> it's called Team Effort. Interior living room. Eddie sits disappointed on the couch, head in his hands. His wife Holly is beside him, scrolling on her phone. Oh my god, we got blown out. This was the worst game all season. All because I wasn't wearing my lucky jersey. Yeah, I'm sure that's the reason your team got their butts kicked. I wear it every game. And they lose most of these games. That's different. 
But this time, I didn't have my jersey. Yep, it's all your fault. On the TV, a player stops to talk to a reporter. Uh, yeah, uh, it was obviously a tough game. Uh, we didn't get off to a good start. We weren't making those easy shots we need to. You know, plus it's really tough when you've got fans at home who aren't wearing their lucky jerseys. Eddie is shocked and disappointed. Holly looks up from her phone. I knew it. That's, <laughs> he's probably just joking. I let them down. The reporter has asked another question. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously they're a great team. They're uh, tough defenders. They make it hard to drive the basket, but it's also hard to find that drive to play when you know there's someone at home who left their lucky jersey sitting in the laundry instead of washing it and wearing it to support their team. You know, you can't just wait for your wife to do your laundry for you. You know, we need to be able to drive the basket, and you need to drive the basket to the laundry room and wash that laundry. Well, that I agree with. I don't understand the cycles. Why don't they make laundry machines for men like the shampoos? Everything all in one. Perk plus. It's not that complicated. <laughs> okay, Ava Levine. Player answers another question. Yeah, this is crunch time. Uh, you know, we're all fighting for a playoff spot. You know, we need to be better. Uh, so we're going to regroup and come back better. And it's easier to do that if everyone wears their lucky jerseys and wash them and don't spill wing sauce and ranch dressing on them when they eat weak old buffalo wild wings in bed when their wife is at her sister's for the weekend. I knew those weren't limited edition Versace stained sheets. How'd you get that much wing sauce all over them? I was watching Casper and kept getting spooked. I mean, we don't know I'm who he's talking to. Eddie, you know not to watch Christina Ricci movies alone. Yeah, we'll bounce back. You know, we always do. And uh, that'll be a lot easier if Eddie Marsipan puts his goddamn lucky jersey through the laundry, scrubs out the ranch dressing and Frank's red hot stains, and buys his wife new sheets and pillowcases, and wears his jersey for the next game, or else we're going to send some big guys over there to run dribbling drills on his ass. They... Uh... They probably don't know where we live. 105 Victoria Drive. The bungalow with the lavender paint job and tasteful chrysanthemums. See? I told you chrysanthemums would contrast nicely with the lavender. Really big guys. They're burly. Better get a load in. I'm glad this doesn't happen with my true crime murder shows. Eddie hastily changes the channel. Holly, what the hell? You're late and you're not wearing your comfy sweats? You're next. We should move. I can cheer for a new team. And scene. I'm Agnes. And I'm Iris. And this is Tea Time. With Agnes and Iris. And who am I again? Yeah, Agnes. Oh! Uh, today, we have some visitors that we haven't actually seen in quite some time. I'm talking, of course, about Agnes and Georgina. Agnes and Georgina, welcome. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Matthew, Louise, sweet cheeks. It's been so long, uh, at least a year. Can I ask you, too, what have you been up to in that time? Well, Georgina here was on, uh, she went into space. What? She was on one of the, 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 blue spruce, the blue spruce missions with the Amazon man. You went, you went on a rock with Jeffrey Bezos. I think that's what happened. They picked me up in a van the one day, uh, and there was a bald man in the van that I kept calling Jeffrey. Hmm. And he didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't say he wasn't Jeffrey. And, uh, yeah, we went very fast. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw the moon. Wow, that's... Georgina has famously never seen the moon, not even from Earth. We'll say so many times, look, there's the moon. It's a full moon. Look how bright that moon is. And she'll be like, I don't... What? I don't see it. Yeah. Aside from this time in the van with Jeffrey, I've never seen the moon. 
Okay, so what do you think of the moon now that you've finally seen it after your long, long life? I mean, it's not any different from like a wheel of cheese now, is it? It's like a lumpy cheese wheel. Okay. It's okay. So, Georgina, you were underwhelmed by the moon. Agnes, what have you been up to in this past year or so? Oh, you know, just keeping it busy. Okay, she's being a little modest because... It's up to nothing. She has a boyfriend. Agnes, you have a boyfriend? Yeah, I got a little man, yes. His name is Shaquille O'Neal. He used to play um, one of the sport games. I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, basketball? Um, he's, he's got a lot of baskets in his halls, yes. He's got some really nice like wicker baskets. He's got um, some cotton baskets. There's mm. some metal baskets. He's got a big hoop with like a net around it. He throws like a ball through sometimes. Very nice. Very um, big. Yeah, Agnes, I'm I'm not saying I don't believe you, but could you describe the physicality of the Shaquille O'Neal? Just to make sure we're talking about the same man. Of course. Caucasian, red hair, curly red hair, flowing down his back like a mane. <laughs> Has a strange kind of accent like he's from Dublin. Yeah, mm-hmm. he works at uh, where we live. Oh, okay. Yeah. This, this is starting to make a lot more sense. He does the laundry. That's why he's got so many baskets. No, that makes total sense. Well, congratulations. Have you done anything special? Any um, dates? Let's just say he's double dribbled on me. Well, that's an image I didn't need. He'll bring um, stain remover. Oh. And he'll, sometimes it dribbles. I see. Whew. <laughs> that we're getting into some array territory there. He did take me to Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new restaurant down the street. Um, Agnes, Georgina, it's so nice to talk to you both again after such a long time. Uh, I hope that you come back soon. Thank you. We'll have to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you'd ever like to go to space, I know a guy. Or if you want someone to mix your whites and your colors, I know a guy. All right. Thank you, Agnes and Iris. Bye. Hi, this is Paul from Polly's Plumbing. I'm here for all of your plumbing needs, like all of them, except for the one you might be thinking about. Polly's Plumbing, we take care of leaky taps. We also take care of your pipes and buildings. We take care of when your vanity is all messed up at the bottom because you couldn't be bothered to organize it with organizers. But there's one thing we can't take care of, and that's toilets, because that's disgusting. Yeah, I I basically don't know what goes on in there. I don't want to touch that. Hey, my name's Shane. Um, I hired Polly to come and fix um, some pipes under my vanity because I didn't organize it right. And uh, he wouldn't even go in there because he saw that there was a toilet in the bathroom. And uh, he, like, started almost, like, vomiting, like he was dry heaving. She also kept asking me, hey, what are you doing there? And uh, I didn't know how to answer that. And uh, so he didn't actually fix it. Still, five stars. Hi, I'm Sheila. I heard Polly because I had some leaky pipes. I didn't tell them that they're for the toilet, but they were. And when he got here, he said he wasn't willing to do that dirty business. 
Um, but we had a really good chat about religion and politics, and he's just a really sharp guy. So for that reason, five stars. Hey, this is uh, Nick. Uh, yeah, I hired Paulie to come in and fix my pipes under my uh, leaky taps in my kitchen. Uh, he did a real bang-up job. You know, he took care of it in no time. No mess, no fuss. Uh, he did piss and shit on my deck, though. Said he didn't know what a bathroom was. You can use the code ONLYTAPS, uh, because that's that's pretty much... That's pretty much 90% of what I do at Paulie's Public. Pitch it or ditch it. All right, for today's Pitch or Ditch It, I thought, why don't we do a martial arts movie? Steven, you have your black belt, no? I do. I bought it on Amazon. That's something I think a lot of people don't know. You can get a black belt for like a few bucks on Amazon. Put that on, put a gi on, walk into any dojo, and just start punching kids in the face. I had one of those belts that were like a checkerboard. It was like black and white. So I had the white belt and the black belt. That's because you love ska. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, here's an idea. Which is just as cool as martial arts. What about a a martial artist who uses ska? Yeah. So he's like fighting somebody, and then he just whips out a saxophone. (laughs) Yeah. There's trumpets. There's kind of reggae-inspired beats. I do like this idea. Has there been a movie where someone has used brass instruments as fighting tools? I can't say for sure. Like, Jackie Chan's used a lot of crazy shit. But I'm willing to bet there's no ska martial art movie. (laughs) Okay, why don't we change this then? Not just a martial arts movie, but a ska martial arts movie. Mm -hmm. Now, ska, of course, had a big comeback in the 90s. Third wave ska. So I think now's... (laughs) time for a fourth wave wow i you know what i i thought there was this new thing called ska and it it went away it was a candle that burned bright and hot but you're telling me that was the third wave third wave ska absolutely really okay how do you know that because i was a fan of ska (laughs) he had a black and white checker belt oh i know he hung on to that for a very, very, very long time until it fell apart. It almost disintegrated. Yeah. So we know to get you for your birthday. Please. Yeah, I love the new Scott belt. No. Get you some streetlight gear. Hell yeah. What's that? Streetlight Manifesto. They're, they're the cool Scott band. Part of the uh, third wave of Scott in the 90s. <laughs> wow. What, what was what was first wave Scott? So there's a real history to ska because like some of it's like just Jamaican inspired. There's like the right. two tone ska from like I think Jamaica is kind of the origins. There's also kind of a ska in the '80s, like bands like Madness. It's yeah. kind of like how punk had multiple waves. Ska kind of followed on the coattails of the punk revival in the '90s. Um, punk never dies. Punk is just eternal, but ska not so eternal. I don't know if many kids are picking <laughs> it up these days. Ska hibernates for a little while. <laughs> I know you guys are making fun of it right to my face. <laughs> But ska is super fun. You take kind of like punky music and you add some horn section into it. I'm in. I think this could be a fun, yeah, martial arts ska movie. I think, you know, having that music infused with it. I think it would be a a fun time. Honestly, it does sound kind of fun. Actually, Steven, when we wrote um, our seminal screenplay, Return to Black Creek, we actually have a scene in it where these two people battle it out with saxophones. And like the music... Uh, notes kind of hit them and smack them around. It's, it's a really uh-huh. fun scene. Um, so maybe it could work like that. Like when you blast Ooh. on your trombone or your trumpet, the yeah. blast of the music can actually like hit someone with such force. That's pretty nifty. 
Okay, what if there's two dueling ska bands and they use the martial arts ska skills that they learned from an ancient Japanese grandmaster? Like they like they go Batman Begins style. They study uh-huh. the art of ska fu. They've studied like every type of music. They're lost. Mm-hmm. Um, their parents were <laughs> killed in an alley by a guy mm-hmm. with uh, an accordion. <laughs> <laughs> Playing poker music. <laughs> yes. What's what, what? What would you say is the antithesis of ska? Hmm. Probably something like classical music, like something very refined and considered high class. Like I think mm. ska is kind of in the popular culture considered pretty dorky stuff. Your words, not mine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were all thinking it, but come on. It's like up there with steampunk and shit. Yeah. So maybe the person that married this or that that murdered the ska band's parents. Murdered them with, like, a violin. Yeah. A cello. Yeah. <laughs> Beat them with a cello. <laughs> so the ska band, they have to beat the classical orchestra in an epic showdown with their ska There's also, like, an underdog story here. Yeah, yeah everyone's like, oh, ska is so old. No one cares about ska. It's such a 90s thing. And they're like, no, it's coming back. There's a fourth wave ready to go. Just like how 90s clothes are back and we just can't help ourselves. Yes, guys can come back, baby. You guys are laughing at me now, but I'm cool again. Just like Bat Street's back. All right. So what if, what if we call this like Battle at the Symphony? Symphony Showdown. It's an orchestrated bloodbath. <laughs> I'm really excited for this montage of them training in the dojo with like different instruments and like the ancient art of ska-fu. Ska-rati. <laughs> Maybe so. I said Japan. See, I don't know if I don't know if you I don't know if you guys heard what I said. I said Skorati. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I didn't hear that. That's good. Okay, maybe that's what should the. Skorati. I couldn't tell if it was just a really bad idea or. You no, the sound was messed up. No, I just didn't hear it. I think it talked over you. It was another like re New Year's Eve type thing. <laughs> like, oh, it's just it's just garbage. Okay, that should be the name of the. That should be the title. Yeah, absolutely. Skorati. Who are you casting? Uh, I think the entire band of the Mighty Mighty Boston's, because I think there's like nine <laughs> people in the band, so it's like half your Ooh. casting done. The Mighty Mighty Boston's? They Boston's? were in Clueless. Yeah. Boston's or Boston's? Boston's. Boston's. Real Big Fish, was that a ska band? They sure were. I had the t-shirt. They were super fun. Mm-hmm. I keep holding my breath when you like talk about ska. I don't know why. <laughs> like, you'll talk about it and I realize, I'm like, oh, why am I holding my breath? I'm very uncomfortable. You're clenching. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Is Matthew talking about ska again? Oh, God. <laughs> you're like taking Matt to like a nice fancy dinner. You're just like, oh, God, is he going to talk about ska? <laughs> <laughs> is he going to try to explain why there's three waves of it and who the money money Boston's are? <laughs> Is he gonna talk about that fish again? Oh man, I can't believe because my boss, my boss's last name is Tone. He's my boss, Tone. Oh God, Matt's gonna bring it up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Clueless pretty recently, like just in the past couple years, and the Money by Bystones are have a cameo in it. I'm like, that's such a '90s thing. They'd have like a cameo by a ska band. Like, there's very few years in the history of mankind in which that would be an acceptable cameo. If I hold my breath anymore, I think I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did talk about this on the Spooking Minutes because. I believe you said something like one of the greatest cameos ever. Yeah. Boston's horn clueless. I may be repeating myself on my love of ska here. Matt's going to start his own ska podcast. The ska, ska cast. <laughs> <laughs> and Louise is not going to listen to it because she will not <laughs> And neither is anyone else. <laughs> However, despite your hesitation about ska, 
What do you think about this movie? How about we make a martial arts movie where instead of this band trying to beat another orchestra, mm. it's martial arts professionals trying to beat up the ska band. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie is just them playing their ska just, music happily and like martial arts people come in and just kick beat their the ass. shit out of them. <laughs> See, I, could, I think people would come watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Not my trumpet. <laughs> I do like the, I like the idea of Scarati. I think it's I think it's a fun fun idea. Do you want to pitch it, Matt? Absolutely. I started holding my breath again. I gotta breathe. <laughs> All right, let's see what's on the docket today. Uh, oh, Jordan Peele's coming in to pitch his next horror movie. That sounds great, huh? Uh, oh, oh, uh, the Barbie, uh, Gretchen. Uh, uh, oh boy, uh, oh boy, 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 Gretchen. No, not Gretchen. It's Greta, Greta, Greta. Oh boy, Barbie director. Correct. Oh boy. Oh, thanks. Hey, hi. Sorry. Are you are you up? You're next. You're uh, Matt with. Scar- scar- scarrot? Scarrotty. Mr. Executive, to kick this off... Oh, just diving right in. Let me ask you, what is the greatest genre of music ever? Oh, I guess I'd maybe say, uh, light jazz? <laughs> I guess you're forgetting late 90s phenomenon, ska music. It was only around for the 90s, right? No, it lasted until the early 2000s. In fact, ska is still being made. There is still bands like the Money Money Boston's that are still uh-huh. making music today. Um, I believe Real Big Fish, you can still see them on tour. Streetlight Manifesto, they're probably around. Catch-22, I think, disbanded in the early 2000s. But no, there's many, many ska bands out there. But but you know all that because it's the greatest genre of music ever to befall our Don't have ears. to tell me twice. Yeah. I need a medic. <laughs> Go on. Okay, picture this. A young ska band. Uh-huh. Their parents are murdered in a back alley by someone with a cello. The ska bands all related to one another? Yeah, is this just a family a family ska band? I think it's a family ska band. Yeah, they're all related, so they all hold the same grudge against classical music. They grow mm. up, they decide, hey, how are we going to defeat our nemesis? So they go right. to the mountains of Jamaica to study skarate, the fine art of combining ska music with karate. They learn all sorts of cool moves. There's a really cool montage, trumpets, trombones. All the rest. You can picture it, right? Is this because they get beat up in school by many people? Like, are they teased so badly that they have to learn Skorati? Sorry, why would they be teased in school? No reason. Okay, and then they come back and mm-hmm. they have a big showdown against the entire orchestra. We've already figured out the casting. I know that's beyond the purview of screenwriters usually, but in this case... Is it a huge star? Bill Hader, uh, 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 Tom Cruise, uh, 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 Andrew Garfield. You're getting uh, closer. Timothy Chalamet, Well, probably. He's probably in a Scott band at one time. He seems like <laughs> the type. <laughs> but no, we're talking the Mighty Mighty Boston's, which has like at least nine members, I think. So you're pretty much got the whole movie cast. The Milestones, like the restaurant? No, the Boston's, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Hey, that's my name, Bostoni. So we're going to save a lot of money on casting, is what you're saying. <laughs> Those guys, you can probably pick them up for pretty cheap today. <laughs> I should imagine so. <laughs> I do believe we do need some star power to sell this movie. Mm. I might want to reach an audience more than these uh, gaggles of dorks who probably shop at Hot Topic and also Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you just do a black and white poster, people know, hey, that's Ska, baby. They'll be in the theaters. I guarantee oh. it. Think of how much we could save on the printing. Sold. Greenlit. Yes. Okay, I think we got a pretty great movie there. Uh, you two looked quite reluctant, but I think it sounds like great. I think I think there's something there. 
Ska always makes me think of, I think there was a tweet where someone describes Ska as when a 13-year-old gets an extra mozzarella stick in his order. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you want to find out more about Ska, there's a lot of resources on YouTube. But you can also find on YouTube some of our sketches. We make those. We're also on Instagram and Tumblr and Facebook. Your favorite social networks. Bye. Bye. See you next time. This has been an SMM Experience production. Special thanks to Polly's Plumbing and to the sweet, velvety sounds of the horn section.